Hey everyone, I'm Tom Keneshenko, a founding patron at Revelers DAO, and you're listening to the Revelers DAO podcast. Revelers provides funding and community to people willing to take on tough global challenges. We believe that all problems are solvable with the right knowledge, the right people, and a little bit of cash. I'm honored and humbled to bring you conversations with the world's top impact founders and investors to learn the tools they're using, how they're thriving personally, building good communities, and what they think the future looks like. Vitalik Buterin built Ethereum on a $100,000 grant. We can solve these problems and we can prosper while doing it. If you're a young founder willing to take on a big challenge and need some funding, head over to revelers.wtf. If you'd like to join the Revelers community and help us pursue this mission, head over to that same link. Today's guest is Joel Solomon. Joel is credited by many to be a mentor to founders and investors who want to make a lot of money, but to do that exclusively in service of making our world and the people around us thrive. Joel is co-founder of Renewal Funds, a $240 million impact VC fund, and he's a longtime angel investor. His funds have made above market returns by investing in stuff that regenerates people, ecosystems, and communities. He proves that's possible. Joel also has a thriving personal and business network. He co-founded Hollyhock, an amazing retreat center and learning center on Cortez Island in Canada. And before all of that, he built a chain of coffee shops with a crate name, Bongo Java. He also built a number of community-focused real estate developments. Joel is a founding patron at Revelers DAO, and we are very grateful to him for that. Making money so that we can live and serve, having and maintaining a strong community, and staying able to do hard work and build useful things are perhaps the most important things in life. Aside from intelligence, which Joel clearly has, underpinning success in these areas has required him to take a lot of action and do a lot of hard work over many years. Our interest in bringing Joel in to talk today stems from our desire at Revelers DAO to help impact founders and investors do and fund hard projects, but to do that in a way that regenerates and fulfills them rather than exhausts them. I've always looked at all the hard stuff Joel has done and wondered, how does he do so much? In the podcast today, Joel breaks down his core values that keep him positive and leaned into making cool things. He also describes how he stays energized by maintaining strong gratitude for just getting to be alive and getting to do hard but rewarding work. Please enjoy my conversation with Joel Solomon. All right, Joel, welcome to the Revelers podcast. Thank you very much for being here. I really appreciate being here and I am fascinated to find out what I'm going to be able to share with you. Well, there's, there's a hell of a lot that you can share with us all. And as you know, the Revelers mission is to find and fund talented founders willing to found ambitious projects that address global challenges. You are a founding patron in the Revelers DAO. And I think in many ways, you're actually an ideal founding patron. You have been the founder of a lot of things from Hollyhock, which I guess I'll describe as Canada's leading spiritual retreat center, for lack of better better words. You found some pretty serious community life-giving real estate projects. You have founded Canada's largest impact VC fund, and maybe best of all, a, a very beautiful community of really good people doing amazing things. I don't think it's a stretch to call you a, a bit of a living legend in terms of impact community building. Um, the community you built all over, but especially on Cortez is very special. So of all the things that Revelers needs to do well, which are fine founders, fund them, build a diverse community. You've been there and done that in a, in a pretty serious way and a beautiful way. So thank you for, for being part of this, our community, this community. And uh, I want to start with something you said in your book, Clean Money Revolution, which was, we need to start to talk about money in ways that dethrone it and make it subject to human ethics and standards of love and decency. What exactly did you mean by that? Well, money has a lot of power. 
Where does it come from? It comes from extraction, from people and planet. And it can create beautiful things. It can create harmful things. It can create beauty and magic and creativity. And it can create a lot of harm. And the consciousness and intentions that we bring to the creation of an accumulation of and then the deployment of money are really deep spiritual and and profound choices and impact it's not just a substance that we hold and get to buy things with it has stories and stories and generations of stories behind it where is it being created, whose lives are being put on what lines in order to to generate uh, money for, for me. And choices that I'm making that start at the grocery store, on the, on the shelves, they go to what bank I use, how do I invest my money, where do I spend it, what does that incredibly precious substance that came from human labor and planetary resources turned into stuff and things and turned into power, influence, domination, and opportunity. So it is a far more spiritual, metaphysical, ethical, moral, and a representation of who we are in the world than we give it credit for. If we stop and think about who's behind whatever product that we might purchase, use, or experience, what are their lives like? What is our drive for finding a cheaper product? What is our drive for accumulating wealth more quickly? Because we've got marketplaces now that enable us to do that and be global players. And we don't really have too many standards, unless we do egregious behavior and get busted for it, we have enormous, enormous potential to influence people and places all over this planet. And we are already beginning to go beyond this planet into space and other frontiers. And we have a serious ethical, moral, and spiritual obligation to examine ourselves, our choices, the reasons why we feel we need to accumulate infinite amounts of money, and then the toys and investments and choices that we make with it are a map, like our DNA. They're a map of who we are as citizens of the world. And we need to be more thoughtful about that. We need to make choices that matter. We need to take responsibility for what's behind all the choices that we make. Humanity has created some beautiful things, and it's created some systems in which harm and damage is done unconsciously by each of us with what we buy, what we use, how we live our lives, and how we make choices about basically about future generations and the future of humanity and the future of the planet. And that is 
a driving force for me that enables me to feel at least that I'm doing my best and I'm trying hard. That's kind of a pitiful statement, but the systems that we have to deal with and deal within are not simple. They're very complex. And our actions, each choice we make, each dollar or coin that we spend is having an influence that we rarely take time truly to consider. So that is a, that's a pretty good summary of, of how I think about uh, money, business, wealth creation, and then the power that we get given through, those, through the success in those activities enables us to have a huge influence. We need to take responsibility for that influence. We need to remember that future generations are being influenced with each choice we make, and they will be living in a world that we've helped to create, either beautifully or in ugly ways. And those choices need to be made every day, all day. And as we look through and count our possessions and what we own and how powerful that we think that makes us feel and makes us think we are, we need to consider the entire ecosystem of where things come from, who's affected, and what choices we make once we acquire them. Yeah, I think that's an excellent summary. I think what drew me initially into Bitcoin and then Ethereum and then other forms of, of what I would describe as programmable money was a feeling of what you just described. I didn't have as clear of words at the time, but call them crypto, NFT tokens. What I believe and have seen is that in the creation of new forms of money, we are able to inject them with rules which can, I think, make them more beautiful and make them less harmful. At the very least, make them more transparent. You know, along with that, there has been scams and scams and scams and, and a lot of really not nice things created, which um, distracts from a lot of the beauty in creation of new forms of money that I'm seeing. This is why I've always felt that you, you're very intellectually aligned in some ways with crypto, with the, with the good aspects of crypto. How do you personally define regenerative finance? Well, if you accept uh, <laughs> what I've said so far in this discussion, that we actually hold a lifetime responsibility for the choices that we make and the influences we have in the world, the work underneath that in developing an understanding of ourselves, what our values actually are, what our morals are, who we want to be in the world, what mark we want to leave, and are we okay with having ownership over a series of actions? We could call this karma, if that's a word, if that's a word people can uh, relate to. There is a map inside us of, of all of our actions, and our engagement with accumulating wealth and power and influence can be used for incredible good, and it can be used for incredible harm. And I think that's a basic responsibility that should we should get issued a uh, like a driver's license. <laughs> we should <laughs> we should have some standards about uh, the ownership of wealth and money and do, do we have anything do we have any standards that we have to obey besides uh, staying legal and not yeah. and not finding ourselves yeah, stripped of our power. In any case, I believe that very strongly and it 
I find it very helpful to have some kind of a moral uh, map that is uh, and mirror that uh, helps me keep refining what do I mean by these words and and what kind of actions do I feel good about and that I can be contributory with. I think it matters a lot, and I really urge anyone listening to this to contemplate that that subject. I would agree, and I think the the idea of understanding and being very clear about what values you're you're bringing to either your use of money or in the case of these new forms of money that we're creating in the creation of them. One thing that's always been extremely important to me in founding any sort of projects and definitely is of prime chief concern to me in the creation of Revelers is the design of mechanisms that the design is such that if the thing scales and if the thing grows, the impact that it has is is good and it's it would be hard for it to grow in any other way. And so if you think about Revelers, just as an example, we've got founding patrons of which are one. So the patrons have an NFT and they get to decide where the treasury of the project is donated at the, at the beginning. Then you've got membership NFTs, which allow people into the community. And then down the road, you might have other things like a, you know, a native token in the ecosystem. But if more people buy revelers, then more money goes into a treasury, which then gets given to people founding projects that make the world better. So if the system grows, I hope it, it can grow in a way that has a really positive impact. What do you think is most important for, for me or for us to know about impact markets and impact investing? We're building these new systems like revelers and carbon-backed money and things like that. I think that the takeoff point of these tools, and I think we're really going to see some large impact markets develop. We're going to see you know, giraffes on the blockchain and water on the blockchain, and, uh, impact credits and things like that. So we have an opportunity to influence the development of the market. And I guess with all your years of designing and building the impact markets today. Thank you for doing that, by the way, you gave us the opportunity we have today. What would you say is most important for us to consider as we embark on developing these new impact markets? I think we have an obligation, particularly as, as humans who were born into circumstances that enabled us to access the kinds of power that we're, we are able to do, particularly through money. And we need to do the work, which can come in many forms, about just who we are, why we're here, what's our incarnation, and what contribution or damage and harm do we leave after us, what inspiration, insight, and choices that might influence those around us and those who come after us. We know enough now that humanity is a high risk for the non-human world. And we are, we're doing a lot of harm. Mostly we do it innocently. Uh, increasingly, those who have access and uh, good intelligence and access to, uh, to all kinds of ideas and, and tools and involvements, I think it's our obligation to bring our deepest morals and ethics and our, I think, highest spiritual beliefs and pursuits into the pragmatic world because the choice not to do that is creating a very dangerous future for humanity. Yeah. And we do have a lot of choice and agency around that. 
we we just tend to stay lazy about it and we need to shake our heads a little bit and uh, do the kinds of soul searching and maybe spiritual journeys uh, practices get into other cultures pay attention to the history that came before us uh, in the world contemporary events that are going on and don't let that push us back into the sidelines or stick our head in the sand but instead go deeper with our creativity, our influence, and our opportunities to do positive things in whatever piece of the world and human society and uh, in, impact on ecosystems, etc. We need to develop a moral, ethical, spiritual framework that gives us some guidance that we're creating, but calls on our deepest inquiry and wisdom so that we can be joyous. We can get good night's sleep. We can have a really great time, but we have serious responsibility alongside that. Got to use it. Got to use it. One thing I've been trying to do a lot lately is just surrender to reality. Just, you know, surrender to, to, to stuff that I may not like or that I may not have done correctly. And or that I might be scared about in the future and just come at my work from a place of surrender and try to try to create things in the right way, uh, regardless of how I personally feel. What do you think is most missing in impact markets right now? I think you maybe gave us a little bit of a cue in your last answer, but yeah, what is most missing and, and needed right now in these impact markets? So we're in very early stages of this concept that our wealth creation activities should try to do as little harm as possible. And Perhaps we are inventing new methodologies that are going to enable that, that maybe the creation of intellectual properties and concepts and the responsibility of power and influence will gradually become a new spirituality. And by spirituality, I mean a, a way in which we look at the world as, as ethical and moral beings and how we continually examine ourselves to make choices that we can sleep well at night about, we can tell our grandchildren, they might look back with pride and joy about uh, the choices that we made. And I think it's the basic responsibility of being alive. Uh, societies have developed that give us, give us a lot of pass cards now. This whole thing of going to your religious faith and making some donations, maybe doing a few prayers, and you get uh, absolved from responsibility is a poor design. I don't know how to do all these things with several billion people, but I do make it a point to spend my time around uh, others who care about these kinds of questions and who are willing to face the very challenging self-reflections and responsibilities, not just to be successful at accumulating wealth, but to be successful at using wealth for things that actually matter. And I think that's the um, absolution, the opportunity to, to re-cleanse and continue improving our understanding of what matters and what our responsibility is, how to stay joyous, how to help as much as possible, help people, help ecology, help serious issues that are underway. And I've got to, we've got to wake up every morning now if we choose to look at the news, and I hope that we all do, and see incredibly horrifying and demoralizing kinds of behaviors by 
major leaders, by nations, by large corporate entities, by businesses. There's a lot of neglect going on. I think I'm repeating the same message in some in some differing ways, but I feel so strongly that this is the moral dilemma of our times. The moral and spiritual dilemma of our times is how do we actually be citizens of the planet, of ecology, of the universe, of creation, of whatever our our spiritual beliefs are. That's crucial that we do self-examination, that we explore wisdom of the ages, that we look to models and behaviors that we can be inspired by, aspire to, and succeed with that. Money and the accumulation of it is kind of a silly way to spend a life. Deploying capital in ways that are going to reduce suffering, cause incredible inventions and positive changes in society. Now, that's a life worth living. I think I'm making my point, uh, <laughs> giving me a chance to make it in several different ways. But uh, at this point in life, I'm, I'm pushing. I'm going to hit 70 soon. And the only thing I really care about is, is how do I leave the best imprint and contribution that I possibly can? That's a joyous pathway. All listeners choose Make those kinds of choices for yourself. Yeah, I think your own joy is the best evidence of that being true to me. I'm a pretty happy guy, aren't I? I've always been pretty happy. I've seen you hula hooping. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, which is inspiring. It it is truly inspiring. You mentioned solving problems that actually matter. Mm -hmm. One of the really important principles within crypto or decentralized systems is the concept of coordination failure. It's that we... We have all the money we need. We have all the talent we need. We have all the technology and ideas that we most likely need to solve all the problems we have. But it's a failure of coordination that is is resulting in us not solving climate change or whatever else. So I think we can, I personally think we can define problems that actually matter. You know, don't solve climate change, problems beneath it cease to matter. What do you think the most pressing problem we're all facing is? Well, I have to start with our human consciousness and what do we do with that Uh, incredible substance. Where do we focus it? How do we develop our moral pathway? And take the time to define a pathway in which the real accumulation that we're doing is about the better impulses and how we affect the things around us, whether that's humanity, society, business, ecology, how things are made, how we exchange goods and services. We've got a lot of work to do. There, there, there are some great world religions that developed around these kinds of questions. And humanity's developed to, to a very complex level, and the nuances get harder and harder to be completely clear about. It, it's not just contrasting uh, you know, good and bad. It's a lot more complex than that. But that's our biggest assignment with this incredible blessing of life and incarnation, if you can deal with that language. That's our duty and obligation and responsibility. It's to future generations and it's to the people that are affected by the choices that we make generally without a lot of conscious thought about all those ramifications. What does the world look like if we get that right? The only thing I really know about that is that it 
makes me feel joy, optimism, love, and satisfaction. What could be more valuable? Why are you part of the, the Revelers community? Okay, the honest first answer is because I follow my instincts about when there are new things to learn and people to uh, share about them. That's one of the great gifts of life is, is that I get to choose what to put inside myself. Food, ideas, choices. I think that's what this game is. It is, is it's a spiritual game. It is perfecting our discernment and going deep around understanding the choices that we make and not just skipping over the facts about who and what is harmed in order for us to feel better and have more toys. We got to do better than that. And if I believe in any kind of uh, afterlife or heaven and hell, or those kinds of concepts, it really is about how do we make choices every moment and all through the day and through the years and through our lifetimes. How do we help inspire others to do that kind of practice? How do we take which level and depth of responsibility? If I look around this room right now, I see various uh, gadgets and toys and substances and things that I've, uh, I've got. And I do my best in a very flawed way, like all of us, to understand where and how and why things come about. Why do I have them? Why do other people not have them? Why are some of us very fortunate and lucky? Why are so many people suffering on our behalf? These are, to me, the most inspiring questions that, that I can ask and commit myself to keep trying to understand. Speaking about bringing new solutions to life, new futures to life, new good things to life. You've worked with a, a lot of founders. You've invested in, in a ton of founders and supported and mentored a lot of founders. What do you like to see in a founder? The easy answer is I've just talked about it, which is that they actually are on a path of consciousness and going deeper about self-understanding and awareness, choice, and that uh, with all the brain power that's running around these days, and uh, focused a lot on accumulating wealth, but also focused on, on other things. It's pretty easy to watch some news or check out what's going on in the world and get pretty bummed out about seeing how humans are using power and the choices they make. Uh, I could name some names, but I'll skip that. I think no one, no one listening to this won't have some idea of what that means, at least to themselves. And we've now, humans have proliferated become very smart and very creative and able to make amazing things and create incredible art and just so much. What an unbelievable thing it is to be alive at this time in history and just, just, just walk around and get involved in things and see the enormous diversity and beauty and, and inspiration, aspiration, the growing amount of people who do care and the growing faster amount of people who care less. And to just think about that interaction of these powerful forces of consciousness and morals and choices that we make and to try to imagine how we're going to improve and model making good decisions, making 
thoughtful actions and considering that long past that came before us and hopefully the long future that will follow. I hope I have some consciousness uh, before I die. In other words, that I'm on a deathbed or I... my experience and the way I'm designed is that we develop ourselves into discerning humans that are making choices, probably a thousand of them a day, but that we're conscious about those choices and that we develop some moral fiber around how to live the kind of a life that we believe is positive and contributory, especially to those who suffer so that we can have pleasure and toys and fun. But even maybe more importantly is what is the future going to look like? What will future generations derive from our behaviors today and our choices? And if we can leave maps, stories, creations that when they're dug into and studied in the future, the most important part of them is that we actually care and that we devote this precious life towards making things better. Is there a project that you care to share, right? That you want to share anything that you, you need help with or that you're looking for, or looking to connect with any types of people looking to connect with you? Well, I, I remain active as a creator and driver of the things that I'm talking about turned into tangible form. I mean, I, I work with a group of partners who are so-called impact investors and put together capital of lots of other people and and entities who are trusting us to go and make good choices with their capital. All the things I've been saying in this in this uh, discussion, I can't just talk about them. I've got to do them and I have to be them and I have to uh, have integrity about that or I'll get my ass kicked. What a great sport. What a great activity. What a great moral journey. And so I get excited about all kinds of entrepreneurs and businesses and organizations and not-for-profits and political action, activist work. The common thread would be, I'm sincere, <laughs> sometimes maybe innocently so, but I am sincere. I believe the things that I'm saying to you right now, and I'm devoted with what I've got left of me to help articulate, share and influence the best that I possibly can, whoever I possibly can, for the better. That's my job. That's my assignment for this incarnation. And I intend to keep learning till, <laughs> till the last breath. And I hope that serves a positive purpose. I certainly think that it will and has. I mean, I would love everybody to check out a hollyhock. It's it's an exceptionally special place on Cortez Island in BC. I don't know. You know, maybe we'll rent it out and we'll we'll throw the first in-person revelers revelers ritual there. We're certainly going to be doing some of those around the world. And renewal partners, we'll put that in the show notes. If anybody, you know, one of the most prolific impact investment funds ever, and providing great returns to a whole range of different types of investors and support to a whole bunch of awesome founders over the years. Yeah. Are you on social media? Are you active on the, on the Twitter or the, I'll get to that in just a second. I just want to make a, a, a small correction, which is renewal partners is the predecessor entity that was the wealth of one woman who was deeply inspired on the similar track that I am. And she brought me to Canada to manage the deployment of, of wealth for good causes and lots of entrepreneurs and 
sometimes politics, uh, but, but how do we make a positive influence in the world? Renewal funds is the business that we created out of renewal partners to make accessible to investors all over the world. So we have several hundred limited partners now. We are the general partners. We uh, do our best to find products and services and entrepreneurs who might be representative in a very more tangible way of the kinds of bigger esoteric and philosophical comments I've made through this interview. So that's the turning it into tangible world product, service, and hopefully contribution. Yeah, sorry. That is stuff that I know. And uh, thanks for the clarification. Awesome. Well, thank you very much, Joel. And I'm really looking forward to learning from you. And the most important thing with Revelers and what I'm up to right now, I think, is is community building, is coming together as a community to find and support these you know, talented young founders, support each other on our journeys, grow together. So I look forward to getting your, your wisdom as we, as we go forward. You're very kind. I'm so pumped about post-COVID and the ability to gather freely and exchange ideas, love, challenges, uh, and get organized to turn, put meat on these bones, <laughs> you know, of the, of the kinds of things that we're talking about. Uh, there's a lot of creativity, joy, pleasure, and reward that, uh, is available to us if we can figure out that pathway in a good way. Yeah, me too. So much so, yeah. We're definitely going to do some in-person events for the Revelers community. I think actually the first one looks like it's coming together in uh, this pretty compelling impact community in Ibiza for September. Interesting. Some really interesting people gathering there and, and really talking about these things. But uh, Cortez would be a, another fantastic spot. Well, I like invitations. <laughs> well what should we put in the show notes for you if we, if people want to send you an invitation like your uh twitter twitter's fine i've got bio up on linkedin i've got a website to joelsolomon.org which was really about after the you know for the book clean money revolution but it also i post talks and schedule you know what i'm doing and the things i'm involved in so i think those are pretty simple ways to grab a piece of description cool yeah, yeah, we'll pop those in the show notes. 